NamNab is a podcast that deals with the grisly details of a variety of topics, including true crime cases, government cover-ups, conspiracies, and the paranormal. This content is not suitable for everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. She was murdered. What's up, my dudes? Welcome back. This is not a monster, not a boogeyman. I'm Naomi. I'm Janae. I'm Les. And this week, I am bringing you a cold case that needs solving. Yay! Cool. So, a little bit different, but... I love a cold case, too. um, So, my sources for this one are the podcast Loose Investigate, um, Morbidology, People's Magazine, um, and it was like an interview with someone specifically in the case, and then NBC News. Nice. Mm. So... Be ready to be a little angry about this. I'm sorry. God damn it. Every <laughs> time we have a cold case, I'm a little angry. Because, like, why? <laughs> why is this cold? Okay. <laughs> so, Tracy Diane Waterfield was born January 5th, 1960, um, in Canadian, Texas. What the, what the fuck, fuck is, is Canadian, Texas? It's a town. <laughs> in? In Texas. It's, it's named Canadian? It's named Canadian. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought you meant it was, like, Canadian, Texas. Texas. No. <laughs> and I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard no. in my life. Uh, um, and she was born to Sandra, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. She was born to James and Sandra Waterfield with an older brother named Ricky Waterfield and a younger sister named Cindy Young. Um, growing up, she was a happy girl who succeeded in her school life and was very successful in sports. Upon graduating at the top of her class, she applied for school at Oklahoma State to study uh, physical therapy, focusing on those with disabilities. Hmm. Um, Tracy was described as a fun girl who loved to cook, loved people, and would stay busy and loved life. Um, she met Jeffrey Nielsen on a blind date, and they fell in love instantly. They married on July 26, 1980, and moved together to Moore, Oklahoma. On January 5, 1981, five months after her wedding, Tracy Nielsen turned 21. This day would not be filled with joy, presents, and cake, however. This is the day Tracy Nielsen was brutally murdered in her home. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. On her 21st birthday. Aww. She's freshly married, God too. damn it. Of course. I got it's skeptical eyes about the husband right now. Well done. As always. <laughs> first go we to. always go to that one first. Yeah, but it makes the most sense that you go there first, of right? Of course. Yeah. So on the morning of January 5th, Tracy's husband, Jeffrey, left the home to attend classes at university since he was studying to become an orthopedic surgeon. And Tracy started her day as usual running errands, and neighbors could see her doing chores around noon. Her family started to call her in the afternoon to wish her a happy birthday, but their calls went unanswered. After class had completed, uh, Jeffrey went to Oklahoma City in search for a gift for his wife's birthday. Upon returning, uh, upon buying her a bottle of expensive perfume, he returned home to surprise Tracy and make them a lobster dinner around 5 p.m. However, when he arrived at the home, uh, the TV had been left on and the ironing board and iron remained set up in the living room, but there was no sign of his wife. He called out for her and still received no response, so he started to look for her. Um, as he went to back to the bedroom, he found her lying face up on the bed, barefoot with blue jeans and a plaid shirt on her. Um, her throat had been slit and multiple stab wounds were to her upper body. So yeah. what's the proof that he was in Oklahoma City, though? Huh? Uh, they, they, did were able, they were able to find like time stamps on like, okay. receipts and stuff. Okay, He was there, and All they right. could prove he was in class. He hired somebody? I'm <laughs> like, I have questions. <laughs> That's the thing. This is... A cold, know, a cold case, yeah. so we don't know. Man, they haven't found anything. How? What? He's what year was this? I'm sorry. Uh, this was in uh, uh, 1981. Okay. Yeah. 
Sam. We're just hitting it with the eighties. Like, I yep. know. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey would talk about this moment decades later and describe it as quote a horrible day. During um, his first years of medical school, he uh, dissected cadavers, but nothing prepared him for that. It was absolutely horrible. Mm. Um, he then describes going cr- quote crazy for a minute with grief before running from the home down the street to his friend to call the police. Um, an autopsy would later show that she had been stabbed over 20 times, but had not been se- uh, had not been sexually assaulted. I think it makes me think of the Sherry Rasmussen case. Yums. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. bad. That's yeah. very so similar. good. Yeah. Um, the apartment had no signs of forced entry, but Jeffrey had noticed that the front door had been left unlocked when he arrived that evening. There were no signs of a robbery or struggle in the home, and the crime scene photos of this cake look ir- case look eerily normal. Hmm. Like you can see, it looks like someone just took a picture of the living room. There's like, no blood or anything? There's no... Because, well, like, the rest of the house is still set up. Like, there's no signs of struggle. Like, the ironing board and everything was, were still set yeah. up. So, if someone didn't run through the house and try and escape or get in... Right. So, she do. must have known them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's and no struggle. Also, like, if not, did they did the, the scene appear, like, occur in the bedroom? Like yeah. she was murdered there on yeah, her bed? Yeah, like, it looks like she was murdered on her bed. Oh. So, like, the crime scene mm. is the, the... The bedroom. Bedroom. Interesting. So it wasn't a fucking robbery at all. No, nothing was taken. She knew him. Mm-hmm. It was a girl. It, it had to like be. <laughs> this is like I'm convinced bitches are crazy. <laughs> and then Nose is going to be like, and then her husband's ex, and we're going to be like, ah. <laughs> there it is. There it no, is. Um, <laughs> so police were able to rule out Jeffrey quickly as he had proof they had been at, uh, at the university and stores all day. So they started the investigation by interviewing neighbors. Uh, two of which reported seeing a man in the neighborhood. One neighbor described him as being in his late twenties, five foot nine, around 155 pounds, with curly, uh, dark brown hair, and quote a day's growth, gr- day's growth of beard. Um, isn't that stubble? Fuck, yeah. would you know that? Yeah, right. Like, just call so it stubble. It's about a day's growth of beard. Like, can't what men know that kind of thing? Why I guess that's kind of true. Like that? <laughs> yeah, it sounds very old timey of yeah. you. <laughs> Weird. Um, the other neighbor described the man as being in his early thirties, five foot ten, one hundred and fifty to one hundred seventy pounds, with military short hair and sideburns. Um, a man meeting either of these descriptions has never been arrested or found tied to this case. The um, and the murder weapon has never been recovered either. Whoa! So they don't even know what she was murdered with. Nope. Do they have an idea? I I didn't. I think they said it was going to be a knife or something because they didn't say anything about like particular st- like shape wounds or anything. So she was stabbed though. She was stabbed and she had her throat slit. So I think it's a knife or, or some tool, some sharp tool. Yeah, but that's literally all they have. So. <laughs> Uh, the only evidence that has turned up is a single fingerprint that has never been identified and uh, the receipt left with Tracy for uh, for cable work that had been done on the house of the day of the murder. Um, it indicated that the work had been scheduled around 11.51 a.m. and the initials for the worker were haphazardly scribbled onto the form, not resembling anything useful either. Um, but with this, police felt like they had a lead and checked with the companies to see who had been scheduled to go to Nielsen's home. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> what the fuck? That's like, the like only you would think that is a very like Direct big yeah. clue. Yeah. Right. We'll get to that. Oh my fucking god! Please go to the police. <laughs> I I don't know honestly. <laughs> I don't know if it's the police on this one. Um. Fuck. <laughs> The cable and telephone companies confirmed, however, that they had not sent anyone to her home and that the ticket uh, book receipt had come from uh, 
one that belonged to workers at the Bell Telephone Company that is a subsidiary to AT&T. These ticket books do not have any identifying codes or markings on them, so there was no way to identify who the receipt had come from. 34 years later, the police went public with the few theories this presented. Either the suspect was a worker for the Bell Telephone Company, or the ticket book had been stolen and was used by the murderer to gain entry to people's homes. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So they don't know... Like, there's lots of directions. It could have just been stolen from somebody who's getting work done. It could have been stolen by a family member of a worker. It could have been a worker. Right. Interesting. So that leads a lot of different directions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> um, during this announcement in 2015, police also revealed that their final hope at finding Tracy Nielsen's murderer was a keychain. Um, Tracy had a tortoiseshell colored keychain that had that was one inch wide by four inches long that had her name inscribed on it in golden lettering. So kind of like the ones you'd find at like tourist places, yeah. tourist shops. So it was just like a little little keychain. Um, so there's like I'll put a picture of this on the Instagram, not mm-hmm. a boogeyman, but it's just a it's just a keychain. That's all they are going on. Wow. Because <laughs> that was the one thing that was missing from their home. Oh. Um, that's weird. That's a very personal item to take. Well, and I think it was a trophy because it's right. her name. So it's like such a big symbol of her. Yeah. So it's the person she knew. It has to be. Or a serial murderer. Yeah. That too, I guess. Yeah. Someone who would take a trophy. Someone who would take a trophy. So, um... Uh, police revealed that the keychain had been the only thing missing from the crime scene and believes that the killer might have taken it as a prize. They felt that this keychain was the key to finding the killer and offered a $100,000 reward that was raised by families for anyone with information on the case. However, over the years, police have tracked down over 1,600 leads and still have not gotten anywhere. Um, Jeffrey Nielsen's family assisted the police even years after the murder to pass a new... uh, pass a law that would implement a fingerprint identification system that later helped solve hundreds of other violent uh, crimes across Oklahoma. Um, But the fingerprint that had been found at the crime scene had been compared to the database and no match was found. Uh, The family still mourns this tragedy and Jeffrey feels that this crime had likely been random since no one would target Tracy. Um, Sorry, I was thinking that's why my face looked weird. Yeah. Continue. Well, and it's weird that like the fingerprint doesn't bring up anybody yeah at all well and that just means they haven't they haven't committed a crime or they haven't been caught yeah i was the reason that i made that weird face is because uh israel keys they just found one of his catches Mm -hmm. um like his he was a serial killer who buried things across the u.s and would murder at random and traveled a lot so it took a lot to follow find him which yeah. is what that made me think of was like mm, that could have been someone else who's traveling. Yeah, like a drifter who murders, like yeah. Henry Lee Lucas or any of these yeah. other people that were active in the eighties. Yeah, especially in Texas, Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah. So, <laughs> and she fit. Sorry, I wonder if that's been compared in a while to any new finds. I wonder, because I haven't seen anything on that. Um, I think the most recent stuff was from two thousand fifteen. Hmm. I think. That you um, found on the case? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder if it's a lead that they just haven't explored or if it's not one that's, like, even feasible, yeah. you know? Um, but lots of those murderers, like, drifted. Yeah. Um, so it could be. We should really check that again. Um, this leaves the family terrified and questioning whether um, such rage could, uh, where this, where such rage could come from. Jeffrey feels that time dampened the severity of the pain, but that he does not know that clo- uh, what closure would mean for him or his family. 
and that perhaps knowing what happened to Tracy would help them heal psychologically. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey is now around 60 and has since moved away from Oklahoma to pursue his career in Texas. If anyone has any information on this case, they are encouraged to call the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation. Their hotline will be in the description of this episode as well as their email. Nice. Wow. But Fuck. this is still an open case. Um, they're still trying to get a lead. So they feel that the killer might still have that keychain yeah. um, as a prize. Hopefully them releasing that information to the media um, hasn't pushed the person to get rid of that. Right. As we've seen in some other cases. But uh, they're saying that like if you see someone with that keychain to call them. Yeah. Because that's the only thing they have. Wow. That's interesting. How do you find it? Um, It is a very little known case. I found it through YouTube through one of those like terrifying pieces of paper that are found oh yeah yeah those things i forgot the youtube's name we'll probably put it in the description too with the sources but i found it there mm-hmm. because that little note thing i thought that would be the biggest piece of evidence and yeah. like you can see the signature so if you s- recognize that signature also call um call but interesting yeah they they don't know uh, oh this also reminds me of a case that i'm about to do for you guys Ooh, i'm excited that's cold and they don't know so yeah cool interesting this is gonna be a mini you guys will see this is a mini because yes. it's very mini. short <laughs> so uh yeah here's our first mini i guess yeah yes. i guess so <laughs> mini number one mini number one okay stick around yeah hang out we're gonna be doing some more stuff i think less is going next do you know what you're doing yet some spooky some spooky come back for all spooky. that shit peace uh Bye. make sure to give us a five star rating on apple podcast but then yeah bye come back next week bye bye